Hello to all you unconventional conventionists, and welcome to Rocky Talkie. I'm Jacob. I'm Aaron. And I'm Meg. Now, before we get started with the show, we like to take a moment and ask each other, how was your week? Did you get up to anything fun, guys? Exhausting. <laughs> it has been an exhausting but absolutely fucking amazing week. You'll hear all about Meg and my excursion out to RKO uh, this last weekend. But non-Rocky related, we've seen two shows this week so far. We saw Beetlejuice just the other night. Fucking fantastic. Absolutely loved it. And uh, we just got back right before recording from seeing Dear Evan Hansen, which I hadn't seen yet. Uh, I also saw that show. Uh, later up this week, we Listen, okay, I know that a lot of people have a lot of opinions about Dear Evan Hansen, and I gotta say, up until, I don't know, like, four hours ago, I didn't have a single opinion about Dear Evan Hansen. I didn't know anything about it. And then we went and saw it, and it was so good. Like, that poor kid didn't know how to handle himself, and he was, like, 18 years old. And what the fuck do you do when you're 18 and you get tangled in a lie? I feel like the people who have it out for dear Evan Hansen, I don't know, need to, like, cut him a little slack. Um, okay. I, I didn't see dear Evan Hansen, but I listened to the to the soundtrack very much. And yeah. I, I, I've got to say, so many things wrong with that musical. And I, I don't understand uh, the country's infatuation with it. And Meg, I don't understand your infatuation with it and your defending of its principles. Because that man, this dear Evan guy, <laughs> he is some dude who he's like marginally connected to dies. And, uh -huh. and basically he builds up a fake relationship with this dead person to get in the dead person's sister's pants. And no, can, there's so much more to it. You can dress it up. Show. You can dress it up and you can say, oh, but he's really doing it to, to keep the family happy because they want to feel like, but come on. Teenage no, but boy he's not. I don't want to give away. Sister, oh. Has a crush on the sister. Yes. Give, give it right. away. I'm never seeing this. I'm never seeing this musical. Um, yeah, but I don't want to give it away to you because you might see it one day. It's really I'm not going to see it one day. I promise. Okay. The reason he does it is because... Listen, it was well produced, it was well staged, like it was phenomenally directed. It was good theater. It was good theater. I just have not been in the mood for uh, a bunch of teenaged angst and uh, that's that's what I got out of it. So anyway, how about you, Jacob? How's uh, how's stuff going in your teenage angst world? Oh, it is going uh, it's it's all right. Yeah, I, I can't no complaints. Recently, I've been, well, a good friend of mine just got out of a coding boot camp and has saddled themselves with a very ludicrous job. And so I've, yeah. I've taken that signal from God and decided I want that for myself. Ooh. So recently, I have been uh, hitting the books, learning Ruby, coding language, um, practicing for my technical interview, which is tomorrow. Wish me luck. Um, That's awesome. Good luck. That is awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm excited. Reverse this array yeah, for me real quick. Yeah, I can I can do dot reverse. Array dot reverse. All right. Well, past past my interview. Good job. Woohoo! Also, uh, can we just say shout out to Josh who graduated coding boot camp and got a really lucrative job. Uh he's fucking killing it. And okay, you're yeah. also gonna be killing it. Joshua Likowski. I so many times <laughs> I wanna I wanna reference real people things on this show, and I do, but I always get yelled at. I'm like, no, Jacob, we can't say that because of the rules. And so I figured I'm going to preface, I'm going to not get yelled at this time and not say the name. And this is the one time, oh, we can say the name. So, oh my God, it's a nice thing. He's doing great. He's killing it. I've wanted to say nice things before and you've, you've rained down upon me. No, Jacob, no shame. Wow. So I just want you to know, Josh, you don't, you're not listening to this, so it probably doesn't even matter. But in case you are, I was going to say your name from the beginning. Yeah, say my name, daddy. I was going to go Destiny's Child, but I guess there's two kinds of people. All right. Yes, well. Destiny's Child. Say my name. Say my name. Oh, yes. Come on. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's dive into our first segment. Global News. All 
Alright guys, first up in global news, Tim Curry's got a brand spanking new website that just launched this week. This site is the official online home for all things Tim Curry, where you can buy exclusive merch, online experiences, and read all about Tim's career and life. Of course, the site is lousy with Tim-tastic merchandise. They've got everything from autographed paper goods, photos, posters, trading cards, you name it, they've got it. They've also got toys galore. Admittedly, they're mostly Funko Pops, but hey, those are in right now. Are they? Yes, yes, they're very in. Go to Comic-Con. There's millions of them. <laughs> they've even got a Stephen King-flavored Funko Pop signed by Tim, which is kind of a cool crossover piece. And if you're in the market for a creepy rendition of Tim's face, oh boy, have I got the mask for you. I can own Tim's face. They sell masks of Tim's face. Well, kind of, although you might have to go to Russ Turk for something that specific. But they do have versions of his face that are um, Pennywise the Clown from It or The Darkness from Legend. So if you want to go creepy, you could go creepy. All right. Well, in addition to all that stuff, for the discerning Tim Curry aficionado, who is only interested in curating their collection of the finest collectibles the site offers mystery boxes in both Hooray! rocky horror and pennywise flavors for the low low price of only 159 dollars and 99 cents plus shipping and handling you can be the proud owner of a brand new surprise limited edition t-shirt pack of stickers, and a random autographed item, perfectly tailored to the tasty flavor of your box. This sounds like the restaurant special, except when it's just the kitchen staff trying to use last Monday's ingredients before they spoil. You're probably not wrong. But wait, there's more! On this new Tim Curry site, you can also purchase FaceTime with the man himself. Via FaceTime, of course. For only $145, you can purchase a whole one-minute virtual meet-and-greet. Two minutes will run you $225, but for only $250, you can have a personalized, pre-recorded video shout-out. I mean, Nell only charges like 25 bucks, but okay. She was a human groupie. Tim is an alien sex god. Relax. Best of all, for just $500, or one-seventh of the total sum for a Frank jacket, you can be the proud owner of a five-minute personal phone call with Tim where you can chat with him about anything your rich little heart desires. Damn. I wonder what I gotta do to make my time worth that much. Well, you start on your knees and then, um, find some way to make 400 extra dollars. I don't, I don't really know what to tell you. I mean, this is actually super cool, right? Tim has, like, completely not been plugged into the internet, you know, for any reasonable length of time, right? Like, there's a billion fake Tim Curry social media accounts and all this stuff, but he just really hasn't been present. So, I mean, for obvious reasons. But this is this is great that, you know, his his team has finally been able to, uh, to, to get a, an actual website up for him, get some of those, like memorabilia and autographs so that you don't have to go to to ebay and guess if it's a real autograph you can get it straight from the man himself and you know making his time available out there for all these phone calls yeah it's expensive but i mean come on it's tim fucking curry you know what are you gonna do and i will say it is probably really nice for people like like i remember a couple of years ago there was a thing where like brandon citrina did a meet and greet and asked him about one of the pins mm-hmm so being able to get in touch with him literally whenever you want, like, yeah, you have to, like, pay the $500 troll toll. But then once you've paid, like, you can ask him anything that you want, right? If it's a costuming thing, if it's a thing about the movie. Like, being able to get in touch with Nell about the eggs was awesome. Granted, it was only $25, but, like, we just have that now. And we also have Barry that we used for our show where he was like, oh, don't don't use this video. I don't authorize anything. Being able to have Tim record something like that for like, I don't know, a pre-show would be pretty fucking cool. 
Yeah, I mean, the availability of the actors, they've always been great, right? You know, over the last 50 years, showing up at conventions, doing interviews with the fans, you know, they're, every every single one of them, you know, went through Ruth's desk over at Crazed Imaginations and Shop Talk even earlier when they were, you know, getting all of that stuff out there. So it's great to kind of see that continue in the digital age and, you know, know that your chance to, to, to speak with Tim is not confined to, you know, when Comic-Con comes through or when he actually makes it out to the East Coast or, you know, any of those kinds of things. Yeah, as much as we are giggling in between the swaths of edited out content for this episode, I'm sure Tim will have someone close by for these calls and the opportunity to, like, have a phone call with the man himself, right, who's, like, is so storied in the theater community in general and, of course, in Rocky Horror is, like, fantastic i i imagine it's something close to like paying a bunch of money to touch god you know i just want to i just want to ask him what it was like working with donald trump in home alone 2 oh god that's worth 500 dollars, right that's absolutely i wasn't gonna do this before you said that and now i might do this mm, yeah i'll go in on it with you ask him how he learned to fly for fern gully he there's a bunch of um on the website i was checking it out there's all kinds of, like, Nigel Thornberry stuff, which I thought was adorable. Oh, I totally forgot he did that. It's yeah. so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Check out the website. There are some genuinely, like, cute things. A lot of it is, like, oh, signed signed Funko Pop, signed merch. But some of the stuff on there is, like, aw, okay. It's cute that you would nod to, like, the people who know you from this. Yeah, I mean, and some of these posters that are up here are, are ones that, like, you may have seen them around, but you weren't sure if they were reprints or if they were, you know, not originals. Like, you know that they are exactly what they say they are. So, you know, just having a source to go pick up this kind of stuff, even if it's a little pricey, like, I'm there for it. Yeah, well, if you want to check out the site, all this and more can be found at TimCurry.com, which uh, we've conveniently linked for you in our show notes. All right, guys, I've got a last-minute addition to uh, global news here. This is some hard-hitting news coming from us over at IGN. IGN just dropped a 25-minute video that is the top 10 movie musicals of all time. And yes, Rocky's on the list. I I don't know why we'd do a thing about it if it wasn't. Uh, I was hoping for High School Musical. No, High School Musical didn't even make it in. And what? I know, I know. You're shitting me. I, what do you, I mean, it's IGN. Fucking hacks at IGN who are fucking bought out by all the big uh, fucking people with money. This is an illegitimate list. I'm just putting that out there. Well, if you want to take a look and be just as angry as Jacob, uh, it's up over on IGN. We'll have it linked for you in our show notes. It's actually kind of a good, uh, it's not just a, a top 10 list. I wouldn't mention it if it's just a top 10 list. They kind of run down a huge swath of American musicals, kind of all the way back to the 30s. Uh, it's more than just 10 in here. So if you're not like as deeply entrenched in the history of movie musicals uh, it's kind of a good primer just like go through it jot down the ones that you think that oh what the hell is that and you know off to the races over to netflix start watching um like it, it, it while they didn't make the list it covers a bunch of stuff including all of our favorites repo the genetic opera and and phantom of the paradise and you know all of this kind of stuff that is kind of tangential uh, but doesn't actually make the top 10 list rocky Rocky Horror comes in at number four on this list. What's, what's number one? I don't know. I got to scroll. Hold on. Ooh, they do mention Pitch Perfect. Actually, they might put it in here. Are you kidding me? Moulin Rouge? What's what? number one? You fucking... Moulin Rouge is a pretty fucking good musical. Wait, there's no way that's number one. Oh, man. Is it, is it High School Musical? No. Hold on. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Is it High School Musical? No. Number one on IGN's top 10 movie musicals of all time. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Give us one actual guess each. All right. Number one musical of all time. And I'm angry about it. You're angry about it. Angry about it. It's going to be something like a movie musical. Yes. Yes, movie musical. So it's not going to be something like Grease because you'd be okay with that. Right. It's not something that belongs there. It's going to be... Oh, belongs there, you old white man, huh? Uh, It's got to be like Rent. 
or something. No. My money's on no, not rent. No, not All rent. Right. Jacob, what what do you got? Jacob. What do you got? Okay, so it's recent. Is that I'm imagining that's why you're upset? That would be a safe assumption. Okay, so we have to think about recent movie musicals, which means Google is my friend. No, <laughs> cheater. I'm not cheating. Come on. I'll remember that later. Dear Evan Hansen. No. Oh, well. I tried. The number one movie musical of all time, according to IGN, is 2016's seminal classic, La La Land. Oh. Which, don't get me wrong, not a horrible movie, but not a good musical either. <laughs> so. Wasn't it a horrible movie? It wasn't I a good like movie. I feel we watched it and got wine drunk and were like, we just wasted wine on that. Oh, High School Musical is in here. It doesn't make the list, but it is mentioned in here. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm surprised. IGN has a pretty good reputation of, you know, being paid off to put different video games with high ratings. But La La Land premiered in 2016. Who in the fuck would be paying them to put it at the top of a list? What, what the fuck, IGN? Have some standards. Like, at least stick to the standard that you will only promote things that you are paid to promote. Don't make a second guess your rationality. Like, well, th- th- this is actually pretty straightforward, uh, Jacob, when you think about it. La La Land was released by... I'm sure we can tie this together. Hold on. <laughs> um, let's see. It was distributed by Lionsgate. Okay. Lionsgate owned by... While Aaron's searching for this, it's funny because in the dur- during the Emmys or whatever award ceremony La La Land was a part of when it was... When it was in its zeitgeist, the same fucking thing happened where for some reason it won. But actually then five seconds later, haha, no, it didn't win. And it was Moonlight because someone read the paper wrong. Yeah. Funny to think about. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> Suck it, La La Land. Yeah, this is, the, this is the avenging ghost of La La Land past. They lost during the Emmys and some La La Land ghost was created set out to make La La Land win all the awards, and this is how it starts at the top of the IGN Top 10 Musical Movies of All Time list. I I hope that someone paid for this in the hopes that it would redeem them from the the, the Emmys or the, the Grammys or whatever it was. Wow, the Emmys are for TV, the Grammys are for music. You guys managed to say both of the ones that it wasn't <laughs> nominated for. <laughs> no, no, Listen. no. Wait, wait, you said the Grammys are music, the Emmys are TV? Oh, uh-huh. we need movie one. We need the movie one. Which yeah. Is... The movie one is the... Oscars are for the, the stage, Tonys. right? No, those would be the Tonys. Um, then it's the Oscars. Hey, yeah. you got there Listen, by eliminating all the other options. important things. Oh. Yeah. Like Rocky trivia for later. Yeah! All right, enough of that garbage. Let's move right on over into some community news. This week, mm-hmm. there is no community news. So let's keep the train moving straight into jacking it with Jacob. Um, do, Could we just do a little segment here? Jacob, do you care about being on for this while we talk about? Right, go for it if you've got something to say. Let's do it this way. Let's do it as uh, telling sto- Jacob the story. All right, so this week in community news, we're just going to play Aaron and Meg's story time. That's right. Two weeks in a row. You guys missed it, right? Oh, it it is it is it has been a busy 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 fucking weekend for us. So, let's see. Let's start off on Friday. On Friday, we had our first cabaret show at Duplex. It's another venue here in New York, and uh well, that went fucking spectacularly. Yeah, this was so much fun. The Duplex is a really, really historic venue. It's right next to Stonewall. It's the city's oldest cabaret theater and a very well-known gay bar, which is also a lot of fun. A lot of Rocky people have, like, performed there back in the day. It was a place. And um, getting to be there was, like, really, really incredible. Um, Probably one of the best things that I've done, like, during my time on cast, I'm really really proud of everyone who performed there and made that show good if you're ever around let us know hit us up we'd love for you to come see it the same stage that sal piero 
and Jonathan Adams both performed on. Right? I know. Isn't that cool? Way, way, way back, right after the first fan club Rocky Horror Convention, Jonathan Adams did his one-man cabaret act over there, and it was super cool to see the venue that he did that in. Who is Jonathan Adams? I know Sal Piro is the head of the fan club. Uh, Dr. Scott. Dr. Scott in the movie played the narrator in the original stage show. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Right? That's incredible, yeah. That's like fucking baller. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. And like the venue was very accommodating. Everybody over there was fantastic. We had a fantastic show. Had a bunch of technical issues we had to sort out beforehand, but they were all done by the time that the film started rolling. Uh, we even had a little wedding beforehand. Just a, a real quick little little three minute in and out wedding ceremony during our pre-show routine. That was fun. One of our alumni, Chase, got married to his now wife, Daniela, and um, they were having some issues finding a venue. So he reached out to me a couple of weeks before the show and was like, hey, could I get married at Rocky real quick? We can just keep it tight up top. And I was like, hell yeah, man, let's do it. We had a, a musician for the show. He played some wedding music and, and they had an officiant and they just, they got called up on stage and they got married. They signed their paperwork. They said their I do's, they kissed, and then they played Betty and Ralph during during the show and just had a great time in the audience. Yeah, we've had a couple of proposals at Rocky in the last, you know, uh, decade or so, but not not any actual wedding ceremonies. You got to go back uh, probably another five years past that. About 15 years ago was the last time that we did one of those. So it was super cool to, uh, you know, Keep keep the uh, the history alive on that one, and uh, if if you've never done one of these at your Rocky show, they're they're super fun. I mean, obviously you got to keep them tight. You got to like you know make sure that everybody is getting what they expect out of it, right? You can't you can't have the audience sit there for a thirty five minute wedding <laughs> of two people that they don't know. But if uh, everybody's down to do something tight and quick, and uh, you can figure it out, hell yeah! I mean, who doesn't like a little quickie wedding? Hey. So that was a fantastic performance. Uh, everybody did a great job. We, we had a ton of fun doing that. We went out for a little bit afterwards, uh, chilled for, with some people uh, at our place, and uh, rolled into bed at 6 o'clock, and then rolled right back out of bed at about 9 o'clock in order to catch our train up to Providence, Rhode Island for the rest of the crazy-ass weekend. Yeah, that was nuts. Uh, so we, we planned this weekend very, very back-to-back. One of our friends at RKO, Harley, you might have heard him on one of our previous episodes, invited us to come perform at a drive-in show up uh, about an hour outside of Providence. So we took a train up with our cast member, Michelle Lola Montez. She does Lola Montez art on Etsy. So we all trained up together and checked into our hotel and almost immediately turned around and got in the car with Harley and Zephyr and drove to the drive-in show where we got all set up. This drive-in stage was huge. There were so many cars. I've never been to a drive-in this big. Absolutely massive props to the entire team over at RKO. Roy, Fred, everybody out there just put on a fantastic and very professionally set up show. It, it went absolutely smoothly. So many people on hand offering us help and just too many people to thank. Uh, but it was a fantastic performance. Everybody was awesome. I had a ton of fucking fun. Uh, absolutely love their wheelchair up there because it's uh, it's got solid sides so my little teddy bear doesn't slip out the side of it. I was doing Dr. Scott. Uh, Meg, you did Janet. That was super cool. Mm -hmm. I've never been that cold in my entire life. <laughs> That's right. It dropped down to about 40 degrees by the time the show started. And uh, it was a little chilly. It was a little, little, little nippy. It was so much fun. The cold came through in like moments where I was standing still and stuff wasn't going on. But most of the time you're just like running around trying to be in the moment and you like you kind of don't feel it. It goes to the back of your mind. But then there were little tiny like at one point Harley and I Harley was my Rocky and we were hiding behind the tank and I just had a single moment of like, oh my God, I'm going to freeze to death. And then that was it. Like we popped up and did dinner scene and I was fine. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. We got to chat with everybody. They played uh, Beetlejuice beforehand. Um, so I guess I've seen that twice in four days. Uh, this was the movie version. It was fantastic. They also had a Beetlejuice themed uh, pre-show that was super cool. Mm-hmm. I was enjoying that from the comfort of the beer garden at this drive-in where you can get wine and beer. That was super fun. 
Uh, we went over, we talked some shop with Fred about merch and all kinds of stuff. Spent way too much time at the RKO merch tent picking his brain. That was super cool. Thank you, Fred. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just a super fun evening. Like, we had a ton of fun. Everybody was on their A game, and it, it went absolutely phenomenally. So, absolute shout-out to RKO and everybody who put that together. And I would like to say, just for the record, my Frankenfurter, Maddie, you were phenomenal. You were so much fun to perform with, and I'm so glad that I got to meet you IRL. I loved your vaguely purple-themed costumes. They were gorgeous, and they just they fit you so well. And it was so nice to finally meet you in person and to be able to share a stage space. And um, yeah, shout out to you. But we all know the real reason we went up there. That's right. We went and hung out with Roy afterwards over at his place. Hell yeah. Got ourselves some Taco Bell, shot the shit. Aaron had to hear a fuck ton more about cats. Stop talking about cats, guys. I'm so sad. Not not the little furry guys. I, I really love a good pussy. But I'm talking about that stupid fucking stage musical. Stop talking about cats. Shadow Cats is going to happen. It is imminent. What do you think, Jacob? Shadow Cats? No Shadow Cats. Shadow Cats? A shadow casting of the movie musical Cats? Absolutely, sir. I mean, come on, that's that would be so fucking fun. Holy shit. Right? It's it's Rocky times two, I feel like. Like I on know. the scale of like weird kind of sex shit that happens on stage. And your cats! She's like just fun. You meow with people. I hate this whole community. I swear to it, God. It's being discussed so much that it's now like we're bringing it to the community zeitgeist and now all someone has to do is pull the trigger and i have a trigger to pull i could is that a threat like, what if we did it might be it might be a threat it might be a promise it might be like what if i'm pitching it like nope i don't know should we do shadow cats absolutely not would listeners would community members be interested in coming to participate in a showing of shadow cats let me know. Hit me up. Write to me. Tell me. Because I'll fucking do it. Anyway. You know, you know how stupid you sound, Meg? You know how, how fucking stupid? stupid? Stupid like a fox. Oh, does, does anyone want to come see the greatest thing to ever happen, Shadowcasting? <laughs> of course you don't want to come. <laughs> of course. I need validation. All right. But we all know the real reason that we had to go up there. And that was to see Justin perform in the live Rocky Horror Show they were playing Rocky, and oh my god, guys. Oh, this was such a great, great fucking rendition of the stage show. I absolutely was blown away. Oh my god. This stage show was incredible. I had never seen a version of the Rocky Horror Show before. I like Obviously, I've seen it on YouTube a million times, but like never IRL. And getting to see someone be in charge of it and lead it and put together this performance who I know, obviously, Justin has, like, so much love for this show. And just getting to see that kind of come to fruition on stage was really, really incredible. They did a great job. Oh, yeah. I mean, the makeup was incredible. The costumes were incredible. The set designs were incredible. I found this out. Uh, Justin told me afterwards that the set design is actually a reused set uh, with, you know, obviously some tweaks from a version that the college had done about a decade ago. Uh, but... It was designed by one of the scenic designers who works on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And you could fucking tell. This thing looked amazing. There was scaffolding all in the back, and there was a little kind of uh, uh, bar kind of set up for, for Frank's lab and the monitor and all of this. And the, the lighting design was very, very impressive. And I, I just, I was blown away. And all the little bits that you, you know, that you don't get in the movie, the things that are tangentially referenced in the movie that are all choices that that people can make to put on stage that's what i fucking love to see the stuff that you look at and you go and actually this was one of the, my favorite parts about going up for this was just the chatter afterwards of like oh i didn't actually ever really get that but that's what that is oh my god yeah can i just say i have always kind of held that the main character in the the film the rocky horror picture show is janet because janet is the one who has a full character arc, right? She's the only character with actual character development throughout the movie, and you you see her go from, you know, like a, a prim little, like Mary Sue good girl to, you know, Janet the slut, 
right? No other character has an arc that is that pronounced in the movie or really any arc, I would say. But in the Rocky Horror Show, Justin's version, I didn't feel that way at all. I didn't feel like I was watching Janet be the main character of this show. I did feel like it was Frankenfurter was the main character and it was a story of his creating this monster and and then, you know, his downfall. And it was really interesting to see because you know that's what the story is meant to be, mm-hmm. right? Just you, you grok that but then you feel like it it doesn't quite make it there just because of the choices that they made with filming. So it was very cool to see that story actually take place. It felt like a very different story, a very different like telling of it, which I enjoyed. I mean, I especially loved their narrator for it. He w- put up with some amazing callbacks and shit from the audience the entire night. <laughs> I had John sitting right behind me screaming in my ear the whole time. John came up along with a bunch of his his uh, Twitch buddies mm-hmm. and, and saw the show. And he was, he was doing all the callbacks he could. Uh, and, oh boy, this narrator really played to it. He had a ton of fucking fun with the show. The whole cast was fantastic. I mean, there was a lot of talent on display there as well. Did you guys see the stage show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a shadow cast movie. It was the stage show. The University of Rhode Island College in Kingston. Cool. But absolutely, I mean, it it honestly just made me really just go, man, I I wish there was a new new touring version or or a Broadway revival or, or some other way where I can just see more of the stage show without having to fly all the way to the UK. Well, the 50th is coming. Next year. So, yep. Anyway, there's so many things that we can talk about with this fantastic trip. It was super fun. We got to hang out with everybody, went out for lunch afterwards, and then made our train back. Huge fucking shout out to Randa for schlepping us around after we realized that uh, apparently lifts don't exist in Kingston. They were able to give us a few rides and hang out and shoot the shit, and it was absolutely awesome getting to chat in person. And yeah, I mean... it. Thank you, Roy. Thank you, Harley. Thank you, Zephyr. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, just everybody who made this trip fucking amazing. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to come up and uh, see RKO again for Pride. That is so soon, and I'm so excited for it. We've already booked our hotel and our Amtrak, and we're ready to go. And um, I can't wait to come party with all of you again very, very soon. Get your asses down to New York. Hell yeah. And with that, I think it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Jack it in with Jacob! Penises coming in the distance. What does that sound like? Squeak! Squeak! They're tiny penises. I forgot to specify. They're like tiny little penises in the air. Little angel wings. Flipping around, jacking off wherever they please. Did anyone else hear that? I could have sworn I just heard someone say jacking it with Jacob. No? Oh, well, that must have been me whispering to myself in my sultry baritone back in the bathroom. Jacking it with Jacob. Dude, you are, like, really the Urkel of our show. Like, like Urkel from when he was super annoying, not... Not the later, like, super suave Stefan. Like, no. Urkel the nerd. Urkel was so hot in all of his forms. Can I just say? I would like to state for the record. Noted, Meg. Yeah. Oh my god, Aaron. I love you too. Stop. You're gonna make me emotional. Emotional cripple. Hi, Jacob. Well, as a fellow Rocky Talkie cast member of few on-air appearances, I'm actually really happy that you're here. And I'm really looking okay, Meg. That's to- nice. Let's get on to jacking it. <laughs> oh, oh, doesn't that feel um, nice when Papa Jacob first sits down and tells you to start jacking it? I retract my earlier sentiments. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, transvestites from Transylvania and innocent boy-girl couples from Denton. Tonight, we're gonna walk off the beaten path and take a stroll down Jacob's glossy Cum Avenue, right off Astor Place. Today, we'll be putting Aaron's repertoire of Rocky knowledge to the test in a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire themed game show. 
the rules. Oh, God. Come on, guys. Another game show? Hell oh, yeah. That's for you, buddy. Yeah. But you know that I'm bad at this. But you're great at Rocky trivia. Yeah. You spent, like, how many you episodes just reading essays? And, <sighs> and All right. What are the rules? What are the rules? The rules! Everyone knows Aaron's got a big brain, especially when it comes to Rocky Horror. So this week, we're playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with Aaron. With all our questions pulled straight from the Rocky Horror Trivia Game. Oh, come on. And in the honor of the recently released decision documents revealing the Supreme Court's nearing repeal of Roe v. Wade, today's prizes will be sexual favors from Meg, a woman bestowed by me, Jacob, a man, upon Aaron, another man. Because if women can lose their bodily autonomy on Capitol Hill, gosh darn it, they can lose it on this podcast too. Oh my god, the the sentiments expressed by Jacob do not at all represent the sentiments of Rocky Talkie or any of its subsidiaries. Hell yeah, tell him, Jacob. Yeah, Meg! <laughs> From over-the-pants touching all the way to unprotected vaginal intercourse, Aaron <sighs> will be playing for prizes of sexual activity with his lovely wife, Meg. Of course, if he loses, they will likely still participate in intercourse, so there really aren't any stakes. But what are you going to do? This is a podcast, and if you're questioning the integrity of a minigame on a Rocky Horror podcast, please don't. We worked very hard. I cannot contend with this energy at all. I would like to state, just for posterity, number one, I wrote the questions in order to preserve a modicum of my autonomy, and I didn't pull them from the trivia game. As previously stated, I pulled them off of the internet, so they have even more validity. Oh, and number no. two, I probably wouldn't pork a loser. Oh, Carry my. on, Jacob. Stakes <laughs> increased. Because of the single contestant nature of who wants to be a millionaire, me and Meg will be double-teaming hosting. Wink, wink. So... Let's explain the rules. Just like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, each question will be multiple choice, and Aaron will also have three lifelines, single-use abilities to help him with the hard questions. He's got 50-50, phone a friend, and ask the audience. 50-50. We take down two of the options, so Aaron only has to choose between two answers. Phone a friend? Aaron may call anyone outside of the game for help. Please note that we are recording this podcast at 12.31 a.m. on a Thursday, so his options may be slightly limited. He gonna use Google. That doesn't count. Google's not his friend. Google's not anybody's friend. I don't know. I got pretty intimate with Google back in middle school. And ask the audience. <laughs> Aaron can ask me and Meg for help. Don't know why I'd want to do that. And we can see the answers, so Ooh. that's like a guaranteed correct answer. Okay, now I see why I want to do that. Yes. Aaron gets to use each of these once during the game. When Aaron gets a question right, he wins a sexual favor. Yes. When he gets one wrong, he loses one. Maybe more. And on and on and on until we've gone through all eight questions. That's not how With Who Wants that? to Be a Millionaire w works. You, you... Bummer! Oh, have oh, you watched every episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? You've seen all of them, Aaron? You know everyone? It's the same formula. Okay, that's what I thought. With all that out of the way, Aaron, are you ready? I really... No. Sure. Then let's get into it! <laughs> so, question one for the prize of over-the-pants touching. Ooh. I've always I'm wanted one of those. Did you know that during the filming of the 1962 movie, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Meatloaf couldn't ride a motorcycle, so a much smaller body double was used during the filming of Hot Patootie as the motorcycle scenes were shot. During close-ups, what mode of transportation was Meatloaf rolling around on? A, a moving yeah, you dolly. Don't, you, don't, you don't need the, the options. So, first up, uh, the movie was filmed in 1974, not 1962. Uh, his stunt double was named Ken Shepard. In the close-up scenes, Meatloaf is sitting in a wheelchair with the front faceplate from the uh, motorcycle attached to the front of it. 
Did I get it right? Do I get some touching? You know, I'm not going to tell you if you got it right <laughs> because Meg wrote these questions and I feel like that first one was just like teed up for you with so many errors in the body for you to just pick out all easy peasy. Like this one was built for you to just fuck the shit out of, make you feel really good before your downfall in the latter half. And you got it right! He was on a wheelchair! Hey! You win over the pants touching! Surprised. Number two. For the prize of a 10-minute handy in a Taco Bell bathroom of my choice. Can, can I... Keeping can the I, Eddie... Uh, can I choose a different restaurant? No. No, that's part of it. What, what about a Taco Bell Pizza Hut combo? You would have to provide a lot of additional information, so much so that I felt the value of your answer warranted an increase in prize value. Okay, understood, understood. Mm -hmm. So, okay, keeping these questions Eddie-centric and therefore pretty easy for you because it's the first couple of questions and you've seen this particular scene about 18 million times. As Eddie's body double drives up the motorcycle ramp to the observation platform in the laboratory... A Transylvanian jumps into a set piece and breaks it. Which of the following damage occurs? He rips the head off of one of the statues. Well, that is correct. But you didn't provide enough additional information to warrant the Taco Bell Pizza Hut upgrades. So... Fuck Taco Bell only. Yeah. But you won the handy, Jay. All right. Woo! what it's all about nice old little handy jay in a taki bell bathroom i hate you guys a little secret <laughs> sauce on your wiener now for the prize of a 20 minute hand job in a bonefish grill bathroom and that is a mandatory 20 minutes you can't finish early what the fuck is a bonefish grill a better than a taco bell is all I can say. Have you never been to Bonefish Grill? No, I've never been to a Bonefish Grill. I thought you made it up because it sounded like it went with a hand job. Oh, bone that fish! Yeah, bone fish. Wow, yeah, good job. But no, that is a real place <laughs> that I have I have dined at. Did you get a twenty minute hand job in the bathroom? Never, but I've been meaning to check it off my list. Hmm. Are these so uh, prizes prize. transferable? Just curious. <laughs> Yes. Ooh, dude, don't like that answer. <laughs> you really want to spice up the whole women not having autonomy thing. You want to sell off the, the prizes of your wife that you are getting. to. Like, wow, I was just going to give it away, but if you're offering money. Give it away. It's even, even worse. Um, you, sir, are a man who does not care for women's rights, and I salute you. <laughs> We're going to have to cut so much of this. I'm leaving it all in because I have autonomy over my show. Next question. Yeah. Aaron, mm -hmm. which of these famous actors also auditioned for the role of Brad in the 1974 film, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, but was eventually passed on in favor of my bear bear? Do you need the names, the options this time? Probably not. It's probably Christopher Malcolm, but just give me them. Um... It's probably who? Just give me the options. No, no, no. Who did you just mm. say? No. Go ahead. Give me the I, options. I won't count he as said your Christopher answer. Malcolm. Just... Christopher Malcolm. You dunce. You bloody idiot. Not even oh. one of the four options no. is how ridiculous that is. But here they are. A. Oh, shit. Robert it's Cliff DeYoung. Anyway. He's not against not even and you were so confident oh wait a minute it's no no it's not oh all right well we're I, all i've got to take that as your answer that is no that no is no, just... no no give me the see i'm just gonna you snapped you your fingers and went oh oh is this person i don't know mega do we do we take that from let's him? give him the answers let's give him the answers and see all right a robert duvall b Dustin Hoffman, C, Robert Redford, or D, Steve Martin? I'm going to go with E. Meg uh, used a bullshit source for this one. I used something like broadwaybackstage.com. Okay, which one of these four people who were never contacted about the role of Brad do they think was contacted about the role of Brad? I need a final answer, sir. 
I mean, it's none of them. So, uh... I'm finding another link that is not Broadway backstage that says this thing is um, true. Okay, yeah. I'm using Broadway.com and GrindhouseDatabase.com. What's their citation? Broadway.com? No, you can't use the piece as the citation. What they is their need to citation? Cite I don't know. Do you not know how citations work? All right, we'll go with Steve it's Martin. Broadway. It's Broadway.com. It's all Steve of Martin. Broadway. Their citation is that they were there. They saw yeah. it happen. It's Broadway.com. And they're talking about the movie. Okay. You want a list yeah. of the websites that say this? The FW.com, WhatCulture.com, ScreenRant.com, IMDB.com, Herald Weekly, Diabolique Magazine, Carly Ray.blog. <laughs> Anyone's gonna know it's fucking Carly Ray. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, Aaron. Don't you trust Carly Ray? Alright. It's Steve Martin. Sure, we'll say it's Steve Martin. Who 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 is it? Who who It's Steve Martin. It's Steve Martin. That's not true. Citation needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I got my got my 20-minute bonefish grill fun fest. Uh no, you don't, because you know. Why are you so certain this didn't happen? Because I would have read it somewhere else. Somewhere else than all those places? They don't cite sources. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to question four. For the opportunity to have Meg rub Oscar Mayer brand Dijon mustard all over your hairy bare torso. That's the exact noise. Did you know that the time warp clock contained a real-life skeleton that was sold at auction after filming. How many Frank jackets? <laughs> How many Frank jackets did the skeleton sell for? For reference, 15 Frank jackets is about $54,000. And that is option A, 15 Frank jackets. Option B is about 18 Frank jackets. Option C is about 19 and option D is about 22. Can you uh, can you repeat those numbers real quick for me? 15? No, 18? No. Can you repeat the cash values for me? <laughs> oh, your options are 15 franc jackets, which is about $54,000. 18 franc jackets, which is about $63,000. 19 franc jackets, which is about $66,500. And lastly, 22 franc jackets, which is about $77,000. Okay. Um, well, the Time Warp clock was sold by Sotheby's at auction in 2002. Uh, and Meg has intentionally fucked me on this question because that's a UK auction house that sells things in pounds. So I remember it was <laughs> estimated it was going to sell for somewhere around 10,000 pounds, but it actually sold for a lot more. I want to say somewhere around 35,000 pounds. So if I just pop that into my little calculator here, 35,000 pounds, $2, that's 43,921 US dollars, but we got to adjust for inflation. So pounds, inflation. You know what? It's it's that one. It's that's how much it sold for. Thirty-five thousand dollar pound. Thirty-five thousand pounds, which is about forty-three thousand okay. nine hundred and twenty-one U.S. dollars. All right, I'm and actually I'm getting I'm Frank I'm getting jacket. just now that you're very familiar with the um, price of a Frank jacket. So if you could translate that thirty-five thousand pounds into frank jacket terms all right because well, our answers are in frank jacket terms. i see, I see. so for, so we'll just <laughs> we'll round this up to forty-four thousand dollars and divide it by the price of a frank jacket and it's approximately 12 and a half frank jackets so the lowest amount of frank jackets that we have as an answer is 15. Would all you right like to go with 15? i'm gonna go with 15 frank jackets all right Aaron is putting in 15 Frank jackets is approximately how much the Rocky Horror skeleton from the coffin sold for at auction. Meg, is he right? He absolutely is right. One Frank jacket we have worked out costs roughly $3,500. Take off that shirt and get the Dijon ready. All right, squeezing it out the bottle as we... Uh, point of order, the auction wasn't just for the skeleton. It also included the clock. You're right. Yeah, I know. 
Now you get two <laughs> bottles of Dijon. Woohoo! I'll get the mayonnaise too. <laughs> Unsubscribe. All right. This next question is for the opportunity to have me sultrily whisper in your ear that you're the best at Rocky Hard trivia while Cruel Intentions plays in the background. That's right, everyone. Cruel Intentions is Aaron's favorite sex movie. The question. That's not even true. How wiggly were the lines at the part where Sarah Michelle Gellar makes out with that other lady? I don't know. The tape broke at that point. (laughs) Did you know that the 1976 film, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. How many times are you going to get the year wrong? Is that, that you're just fucking with me? You're just fucking with me now? In this film, Tim Curry reportedly modeled his voice after the pipes of two very specific women. Which two ladies were the inspo behind Frankenfurter's voice? I'm going to give you a list, and you're going to tell me, unless you just want to tell me up top. No, I'm, I'm going to need you to give me a list. All right. So I've got a few more, because it's two women. So I, I increased the answers. We've got Sophia Loren, Audrey Hepburn, Queen Elizabeth, Catherine Hepburn, Betty Davis, and Patricia Curry. The fuck is that last one? Anyway, um, well, it's Queen Elizabeth. And this is mm-hmm. his original basing for the stage show. We didn't really change it a lot for the movie. But all right, it's Queen Elizabeth. It's the Queen's English. And what are my other choices here? We got both Audrey's. We got both Hepburns. Both Hepburns. And Sophia Loren, Betty Davis, and Patricia Curry. And Audrey Hepburn and Catherine, Catherine Hepburn. Hepburn. Ooh, Aaron's going to get this one wrong. Um, let's go with the You can cool. phone a friend, 50-50 it, or ask us. Yeah, let's 50-50 this one. All right. So one of these answers is already off the board. So we have one, two, three, four, five answers. Let's take off three. Make it easy, easier. All right. We'll take off three. Let's take off Betty Davis. Let's take off Sophia Loren. And let's take off Audrey Hepburn. Okay. So I am left with... You are left with Catherine Hepburn and Patricia Curry. Ooh, I'm going to go with Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> Incorrect, sir. Tim Curry modeled Frankenfurter's voice after two women, and those two women were the Queen, Elizabeth, and his mother, Patricia Curry. I don't hate me, hate Tim. Oh, it sucks to be wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah I'm wrong, I'm hearing, yeah. <sighs> well, I guess I'll have to watch Cruel Intentions by myself. Next up. All right. We all know about the tasting properties of the female reproductive organs. So, Aaron... With this next question, you get the chance to vicariously live through this while you have Meg express to you the sensations and taste of having a clove of garlic inside of her vag. Did you know that during the 1967 1967 film The Rocky Horror Picture Show, the character... (laughs) Sorry, I hate you. That one, that one's into the mic. This kills me because did you know that they sit down to dinner? Oh, oh! It's thematic. <laughs> the characters sit down to dinner. What vegetable is featured in a vase as table decor instead of flowers? I knew what this one was. Celery. Like, Next question. Uh, good job. Yes. Yeah, so garlicky. Oh, well, it tastes garlicky. Isn't that good to know, Aaron? Now you know. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, sweetie, I'm impressed that you've made it this far. And um, from here on out, the sex acts get a little uh, little outrageous. So first up, for the prize of a Cleveland hot waffle, and that would be you taking a shit on my chest and then smacking it with a tennis racket so it looks like a waffle. Did you know? that the tank and body dummy used during the creation scene of the 1969 film The Rocky Horror Picture Show were leftover set pieces from another Hammer Horror film. Which film did these pieces also star in? Would you like the options? Are you going to give me multiple Frankenstein movies? Do you want to find out? Sure. The answers are A, Revenge of Frankenstein, 
B. Dracula has risen. C. The Vampire Lovers. Or D. Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Uh, that one is The Revenge of Frankenstein, starring Peter Cushing, I want to say. Oh, I'll get my tennis racket because that is correct. I'll decline the prize on that one. That's not an option. Nobody has bodily autonomy in this game show. You signed a contract, sir. You have to engage. <laughs> God damn it. Get this right, and Meg will smasturbate you. That, of course, is her wearing Hulk gloves and jacking you off. The question. Keeping on track at dinner scene, how many takes did it take during the filming of the 19th... <laughs> I almost made it through that without laughing, Meg. Sorry. How many takes did it take during the filming of the 1973 film, The Rocky Harp? <laughs> <laughs> Why does the day keep moving? We, we can't decide on when this movie was filmed. Why is that? 74. <laughs> filmed oh. in 74. All right. During the filming of the 1974 film, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, on track at dinner scene, how many takes did it take during the filming of the 1974 film, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, for Frankenfurter to whisk the tablecloth off of the table containing Eddie's deady body. Okay, it was filmed in 74. It was released in 75. Generally, you refer to a movie by its release date, which is 75. But if you're going to talk about when it was filmed, it was 74. Any other date is incorrect. <laughs> and also, it was one take. One take. Is that your final answer? Yep. Correct. You are correct. You wanna... All right, Jacob. Do you have Hulk hands that we could borrow? Are you kidding? Was I was I a child in the time when Hulk Hans was popular, or was I not? Probably not, because I never really heard of him until my my adult. So, I, I don't. Yeah, the short of short short. And Doesn't the of that. cast own a pair of Hulk Hans? No, but they will after this evening. Hey, we don't make fun of John's hands like that. All right, all right. So, if you make it through this next question, Jesus Christ, what the fuck, Jake? I don't like this at all. You get to freeze your poo and insert it into my body. In what is, believe it or not, a real sexual favor known as the Kentucky Klondike Bar. Nope, I'm done. I concede. (laughs) I quit. Game over. I lose. Did you know that the studio where the 1972 film The Rocky Horror Picture Show was filmed was very much lacking in the way of amenities? In fact... Susan Sarandon had to request something very specific that we entitled millennials might consider a basic necessity, but when she requested this of the studio, she was told that she was complaining too much. What ridiculous request did Susan have? Would you like the options? I mean, so many things were wrong with Bray Studios in 1974, so yes, I think I would like the options. Was it tap water to drink was it heat in the studio was it a bathroom or was it a 10 minute break between filming scenes well i definitely know they didn't have heat in the studio they did have one room that had a bunch of space heaters set up but it caught on fire so then they lost that i definitely know that they had running water because the makeup department had posted up in one of the bathrooms. So I'm going to go with the heat. Incorrect. They did have space heaters on set, but there was no functional bathroom. Well, there was. They just had to walk across the Bray Studio lot to the other building. There was no functional bathroom in the studio where they were filming. It just so happens I have the diagram of Bray Studio from 1974. Would you like me to pull it out and show you where the bathrooms are? Are you well, calling Susan Sarandon a liar? Yes. Are you, are you saying Susan Sarandon was complaining too much by asking for a bathroom, you sick, degenerate fuck? Well, I guess I don't get that favor. <laughs> oh, well. Rats. Gosh darn it. I was really looking forward to you blogging about that one, too. Don't worry. We still might. It might be fabricated. It might not. Remains to be seen. It would be fabricated. Jacob, I believe we got one 
question left for all the tamales. Okay, Aaron, you ready for this one? This is it was a doozy. Get this right. <laughs> get you're this out right. of sexual favors on your list, so and, and you get. <laughs> God damn it. And you get, I don't know, a kiss on the lips. Aww, what year? Romantic. What year was the film, was the film, the Rocky Horror Picture Show filmed? 1974. <laughs> you did it. You got it. Woohoo. Woo. I didn't know that one. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by you, Aaron. Good job. I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> And that's our game show. Meg, it looks like you're in for a long night. Let's tell the man what he's won. What has the man won, Jacob? I assume you've been keeping track? Aaron, you crushed it with the amount of takes for dinner scene. And for that, Meg is going to jack you off with some meaty Hulk hands in a smash-debate move. Hulk Um, smash! You crushed it with the film... Come the film shooting before Rocky Hard that left over their tank, Revenge of Frankenstein. And for that, you're going to get to take a meaty shit on Meg's chest and smash it down with a tennis racket so that it looks like a waffle in a move called the Cleveland Hot Waffle. Good job, buddy. Oh, um, yeah, Serena Williams, me daddy. Oh, hot. You knew all about the celery inside the vase during dinner scene. And for that, Meg is going to put a little garlic up inside herself and tell you all about the experience. Good job. I, I don't have a, a clever thing for garlic. Let's see if you're a vampire. Let's. Let's. Potato chips. Uh, You knew how much the skeleton and clock, oh, you know everything, sold for <laughs> in terms of prank jackets because you are very intimate with the market price of a prank jacket. And for that, Meg is going to rub Juicy Juicy Oscar Mayer Dijon Mustard and Mayo all over your body. Woohoo! Woo! Woohoo! And you're going to get a 10-minute handy in a Taco Bell bathroom because you, sir, know all about an extra Transylvanian in the middle of Hoppatootie running around and knocking a statue's head off. And lastly, and lastly, you, sir, get over the pants touching. Wet dream for thousands of preteen boys alive. Because you know. The dead ones aren't that excited about it. (laughs) Because you know that Eddie is on a wheelchair and not really a motorcycle because he didn't know how to use one. You two lovebirds enjoy! Hell yeah! Thanks, Jacob, for facilitating our romantic upcoming evening. You are welcome! And listeners out there, if you're trying to spice up your life, call me, Jacob! (laughs) Congratulations, sweetie. I need a bath. And that's our show! We would love to thank everybody up at RKO for being so fucking welcoming and accommodating to us this week and schlepping our asses around and sharing stage time with us and fucking Justin for putting on an incredible show. You guys all killed it. Absolutely. And as always, we'd like to thank our writer, Jacob, not quite so much this week, and our editor, Aaron, from Tennessee, a lot this week. We're sorry you're going to have to deal with this mess. We appreciate all of your work. If anyone has a question they'd like us to answer on air for Nikki Asks a Question, or some community news they'd like us to talk about, or even a cool story to share with the community, we'd love to include it in our show. Just go to our website. RockyTalkyPodcast.com and fill out our contact form to tell us about it. If you're enjoying Rocky Talkie, please help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the show. It really makes the podcast more accessible to new listeners, which helps us to grow the show and our audience. And if you want even more Rocky Talkie content, you know it. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Rocky Talkie Podcast. And listeners, we just want to say thank you for sticking with us for the last couple of episodes. We know they've been a little light and not our usual content, but we promise that we will be back next week 
with the very lovely and very all-knowing Fred Moreau will be joining us on air. We can't wait. So I hope you enjoy these these silly little light episodes here while we're kind of getting our bearings after the madness that's been the last couple of weeks. We will be back to the hard-hitting stuff very, very soon. We promise. I've got to add also... I must have mentioned Rocky Har uh, somewhere in passing in my day-to-day with my little sister Isabel recently, and uh, I was talking to her, and she has started listening to episodes of the show. So Isabel, if you're listening to this right now, hi, I love you. You're going to kick it in school. You're doing so good. Uh, Have a good one. Yeah. Your brother's a dirty pervert. A dirty pervert, but also great. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. I swear to God, can we please do a real research segment next week? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have a lot of opinions about Dear Evan Hansen, and up until this no, evening, stop. I didn't have... No, Get the catch to shut up, please. Kitty, shut up. He wants to be part of the conversation. He's like, I like Dear Evan Hansen, So loud. Too. All right. Well... In addition to all that stuff, for the discerning Tim Curry aficionado, who is only interested in curating their collection of the finest collectibles, the site offers mystery boxes in both Rocky Horror and Pennywise flavors. For the low, low price of only $159.99 plus shipping and handling, you can be the proud owner of a brand new something limited edition t-shirt, maybe a pack of stickers, or a random autographed item. Who knows? They have perfectly tailored these mystery boxes to the tasty flavor that you are looking for. Could you read that the way that I wrote it, the funny way? It's not funny, but okay. (laughs) For the low, low price of only $159.99, plus shipping and handling, you can be the proud owner of a brand new surprise limited edition t-shirt, pack of stickers, and a random autographed item, perfectly tailored to the tasty flavor of your box. Oh, I get it. It's funnier. Honestly, Cruel Intentions 4 is the best. Is that the one that's like full nudes? Cruel Intentions, I think it's the, it's either the third or the fourth one that was supposed to be a made for TV like series, but then it got canceled. So they just chopped all the episodes together into a movie that is really bad. Oh my God. Why haven't we watched that? That sounds fun. Oh, it's so bad. The (laughs) internet doesn't recognize a Cruel Intentions 4. Is this real? It must be Cruel Intentions 3. There is a Cruel Intentions 3. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Pause one second. Hold on, pause. Probably getting that tennis racket for that waffle. Oh my god. I wondered why she ordered Hulk hands on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny if it wasn't true. Did she really? No, but I mean... Oh, okay. (laughs) It's funnier if it is. Yeah. Maybe I'll order that. Ooh. Make date night sexy. I'll order Wish off-brand ones. They're just like green rubber gloves Ugh, <laughs> that sounds so unpleasant chafy like dentist gloves oh no thank you what are we talking yeah, about hulk hands hulk, hulk hands. hands bummer sorry i i had a moment where i was like there's too much pee in my body and i'm laughing too much <laughs> hey hey what what hey. hey i'm trying to think of who on our hand has large who on our cast has large hands and being like it's not nice to make fun of Blank's hands, but I can't think of anyone who like has a hand. Just thing. use John.